Greetings and welcome to Cosmic Crit, a Starfinder actual play podcast. I'm your resident android mechanic, Jibbert! Thank you so much for joining us this week as we explore the wilds of Castravel's mountainous jungle biomes. There's danger, there's adventure, there's mystery herein, and we can't wait to share it with you. Before we jump into the episode, we want to take a minute to thank you for listening and sharing the episode with your gaming groups, your friends, and your sundry loved ones, and for rating and reviewing on iTunes and or wherever you get your podcasts. Sharing and rating are the best ways you can ensure this podcast continues until the end of linear time. So if you're one of those super cool, cool people who has done one or both of those, then thanks to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate it. If you have not shared and reviewed, please consider doing so right now while you're thinking about it. We still love you, but we will love you even more once you do both of those things. And we have spies in the internet who will tell us and they they will tell us who to love and we will love you even more one other thing while i'm here folks we are launching up the cosmic crit subreddit right now we're reaching out to some folks who've emailed us in response to our mega fan talent search that we initiated over on twitter a few days ago we're emailing them to talk about them potentially moderating that sub. So by the time you're hearing this, that sub will be active and you can reach it at www.reddit.com slash r slash cosmic crit. So stop by and say hey, say hi to us and uh, share your favorite moments from the podcast or just tell us about the horrifying things that you saw in the drift. Well, that's about all I had for this intro. Make sure to hang around after the action for one of the most anticipated backstory crit bits to date. I think you're going to really like it. But for now, I'm going to kick it back over to Patrick for our latest and greatest episode of Cosmic Crit. Episode 22. Last time on Cosmic Crit. We all become the brand new deputies. Deputized. The group investigates Solstarnia's office and finds clues as to her whereabouts. We go looking for a Solstarni at the Five Arches bar and find a smuggler instead. Raimi chooses to sip whiskey as his team is being brutalized by attackers. Certainly everything was Nax's fault. More teeth! More teeth! Magic Missile keeps Alindra from being sliced in half. Looks like we're Yukalam bound. Alindra came dangerously close to death, but did not die. Alindra didn't even lose all her hit points. (laughs) (laughs) Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. They dug up the Ayudara a hundred years ago, but didn't unlock its mysteries until now. The gates create a wormhole, allowing you to travel to the far ends of the universe. The Starfinder Society set up teams to go through these gates and study the civilizations they find on the other side. This is the story of Starfinder Group 1, or SG-1. My name is Patrick, and I'm your GM, your Gua'uld Master. 
and I'm joined by my five friends and members of the United States Air Force that I have the pleasure of introducing right now to my left. The cocksure captain, ready to MacGyver his way out of any situation. Drew playing Nax Hizrak. Chevron 1, locked. To his left, the nerdy savant that can decipher an ancient alien computer. Jabert playing Andis 147. Hey, Patrick, how are you, man? That actually happened in our game. (laughs) (laughs) Across the digital table, an expendable unnamed extra who utters a Wilhelm scream. Miles playing Raimi. Good evening. I've seen half an episode of this show, so I've got nothing for you. Your monster. To his left, the blonde scientist warrior who looks for logical explanations in everything. Rebecca playing Alindra Vallis. Hello. And to my right, the buff alien who's no longer infested with a parasite. Tyler playing Adros Veronis. <laughs> I'm getting PTSD from that. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. It fits so well with referencing Stargate, if you guys didn't realize it. Yeah. And uh, he's our Teal'c. <laughs> Adros is our Teal'c. He's, he's the big old the buff guy. Hey, guys, how's it going? Hey, pretty good. pretty good, pretty good. Episode 22, Locked and Loaded. Got a good deal of adventuring ahead of you in the Starfinder world. You guys ready? Yes, sir. <laughs> what happened last time on the show? Uh, so last time we met a detective and basically got involved in a fight in the back alley of the bar, as we are wont to do. (laughs) Yeah, so Detective Laszlo sent you on the case to look for Dr. Sol Starney. Yep. And we we looked through her office and found a bunch of stuff that led us to a bar that we then um, uh, struggled to figure out what to do and then got in a fight, kind of. And then definitely. Yeah, Yeah, not sure exactly who it was that uh, attacked you, but they had some wicked-looking weapons, which some of you picked up, and some some crazy magical power as well. And, and they had a crazy yeah, tattoo. Yeah, the lady had a lot them. of teeth, right? A lot of teeth. Uh, and the episode ended with you uh, traveling to Turhalau Point, stepping through the Stargate, the, the Elf Gate, the Ayudara, and instantaneously transporting to another continent. So that's where we find ourselves as you guys step through the Elf Gate this magical energy swirls around you, and you're left in a world of darkness. Your eyes, you know, open completely to try try and find something here. You don't get a pinprick of light until you're suddenly just thrust through the gate on the other side, and the sun beats down on you and nearly blinds you as your your dilated pupils just soak it in. It is hot, it is sticky, and you see sprawled before you a large encampment with with this massive patch of green and purple jungle just beyond it. And this is Turhulau Point. It's the end of a peninsula on the continent of Yucalam. Tall stretches of green and violent grass waves in the breeze before the trees that are have these fronds of brilliant, almost neon green. Massive magenta plumes of fungus towers stand 20 feet tall, and they're, they're scarred with bite marks and, and are wilting in the full sunlight here, just on the edge of the jungle. The base around you, it looks kind of like a military base with large permanent tents, uh, some small utility buildings surrounded by a fence patrolled by Lashuntans in green uniformed armor. And uh, you know it as a decommissioned base, though. So where there were weapons depots and, and gun towers, there are now science labs and greenhouses. A collection of scientists, adventurers, and workers bustle about in the afternoon sun. And you guys are here now. What do you want to do? Well, the first thing I think Raimi does is uh, kind of doubles over and vomits 
and it's just like because <laughs> he's still hung over from from the previous uh encounter at the bar but he's just like oh i hate instant travel <laughs> you hate magical travel that's it's it's, it's, it's not a good sign for your technomancer as he advances <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's, it's just that uh it's just that like teleportation makes him queasy Yes, and you were throwing back them whiskeys. He was. The so, and the combination of the two just kind of uh, throws him off balance for a, sec- for yeah. a second. And then he, he puts on his goggles to kind of dim the sunbeat a little bit. It was approaching 7 o'clock, so it was already dark out by the time you guys left Cabarat. But the continent is many hours behind, so it's still still afternoon here on Yucalan. Uh, we were sent and told to look for a specific person on the other side, right? Uh, Doctor, whose name I'll knew if yeah, a, a dark-skinned older human gentleman in in khaki coveralls uh, steps up to you as you exit the gate and introduces himself. He says, "I am Doctor Al Nuif. I, I was told you were coming through just this morning, so I I scraped together as many supplies as I could uh, for you. Follow me." <laughs> I make a great first impression. <laughs> <laughs> he hands you like a little hanky. <laughs> you go to wipe your mouth and he's like no that's for you to clean that up on the ground <laughs> <laughs> yeah right, we keep we keep it really clean here <laughs> it's like it's like in Come scout on. camp you leave it like you found it so you gotta cl- pick everything yeah up. yep all right so let's follow this guy <laughs> i assume we're going to the encampment Disgusting i want to get away Rebecca. from Raimi's vomit move <laughs> Oh yeah, it's already attracted some you know flies that are like the size of quarters. <laughs> They're just like supping and, it up. And initiative rolls because we're now in combat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Giant fly swarm. <laughs> Miles, as you're you're wiping your mouth up, why don't you give me a perception check? All right, ten. Right. So as, as you guys are all being led across the encampment, you notice Miles just out of the corner of your eye, the last second, a small skiff vehicle. It's a beat up, years old, caked in mud. You recognize it, though. On its side, it's got factory markings in large white and green letters that reads Quindar Industries. And Uh-oh. you recognize it because it's an older model, but it is one of the first craft you flew all by yourself in, like, you know, sky races as a youth. Oh, what? I, I think I, I naively kind of have a nostalgic feeling when I that first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it looks like uh, it, it looks like this vehicle might just be used for for nearby travel. Doesn't look like it's got <laughs> too much in it. Are we just passing by, or are we standing around when I see that? Yeah, you're passing by, so you don't have too too much time to. Okay, so I just take a mental note. Yeah. Dr. Alnuif leads you to his tent where he's got on a, a large table a number of supplies laid out, including some backpacks, tents, rations for, you know, a couple weeks for everybody. And there's also a tons of clips of ammunition, a tattered suit of Lashunta Ringwear Mark II armor, a carbon steel curved blade, some antitoxins, some spray flesh, and a Mark II sticky bomb grenade. Now, in, in addition to stuff that you guys purchased we talked off air and you just picked up some some things here and there uh who who's taken what of, of this stash what's the curved blade carbon steel curved blade it's a I believe a weapon that a dross can use right yeah imagine uh i think there used to be a, a japanese weapon called a die katana and it was a it was like a it was a katana that was like you know one and a half times the normal length so it's just a big Big curve, slightly curved blade. It's a two-handed weapon. Yeah, um, like a, two-handed like a advanced melee weapon. Gigantic machete, almost. 
Yeah, so he would uh, he would definitely take that and you know sheath it, you know check it out, sheath it, put it on his hip. So he is definitely armed to the teeth now with his flame doshko, artillery laser, curve blade, and tactical doshko. Well, great, great. What about the armor? Does anybody want to use the alma? Sorry, is now is is that the temp weave or is that the the Lashunta ringwear armor? The ringwear. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna take that. I just realized mm-hmm. last week. That uh, my exocortex gives me heavy armor proficiency too, so I'm excited to join Edris in the Cool Kids Club <laughs> of not not getting hit very often. Yeah, yeah, that's we the are, one. That's the club I'm talking about. <laughs> we, uh, it's it's kind of cute now because you, not only are you wearing heavy armor like me, you're wearing the exact same armor as me. So we're twins in ah uh, twinsies. <laughs> High five. Well, I believe Edros, you bought that armor right back in that's like true. episode nine or ten or. Somewhere around there. Or no, after after the end of book one. So yours yeah. is like brand new, hardly a scratch. And this this one that you've got and this is beaten up and scratched and has definitely been used on multiple people. And one of them might have died in it. <laughs> just, it's just as good. <laughs> it's been patched up. But yeah, it, it provides the same armor. It's all great. So you guys take up your supplies. You can you know pack them in these backpacks. Dr. al says... Oh, when Master Mohali let me know what happened, I, I told her, I remember uh, a large group coming through the gate two days ago. It was, it was very large, many Lashuntans. There was at least one or two humans uh, and a Sheeran among them. They all look very dour, very serious, but I don't recall seeing Professor Solstarni. But it was so chaotic when they arrived, I, I, I could barely keep track of them before they left the camp. Do you know which way they were headed? So he takes you to another uh, table, uh, digital tabletop, and you know, moves some papers and, and notes, some geological data out of the way. And it pops up with a holographic 3D terrain map of the the continents. And the um, some of the notes from Halkoim Zon are represented here. Uh, so this, this 3D map pops up and he says, uh, it, it seems from Halkoim's notes that you're heading here deep in the heart of the jungle, the... The rangers can drive you up this path for about an hour or so, but from there on on foot, making good time each day, the journey will take you 10 to 12 days. Mm -hmm. If you make your way west here through the lowlands and cut through the foothills of the Singing Range, that will be your fastest route, about 120 miles. Patrick, I think there's something wrong with the map. Uh, Mine is in 2D. (laughs) <laughs> I don't have that technology in Roll20. <laughs> Why can't you buy me a holographic computer monitor, Patrick? <laughs> somebody somebody donate this man some premium Roll20. I was about to say, I, 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 I have the pro account. I don't have premium, so I don't uh, have... Uh, <laughs> holographic map. Yeah, it's, uh, that, it's that thing at the toy store where you put your fingers in it and like the pins come out. Yeah. 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 I, was, <laughs> I can't think of a, a single 3D headset. My brain just like went broke. <laughs> you know, everyone put on your, your Oculus uh, Rift VR goggles. Yeah. And, and dive into the exciting world of a map. <laughs> a release oh map. Oh my gosh. Cool. Right. So. Does this does this path seem to match what we have expected based on our research of Hakuim Zan's notes? Yeah. Yeah, this looks like it was right. built off of a, a lot of the notes and, you know, there's like a general idea of like where there are, might be some ruins in the jungle. The thing that uh 
you've gotten from his notes and maybe from talking to Dr. Ayla Beans is that the jungle, there might be some like magical elements to it because they try and do a survey about once a year of the, the jungles in Yucalam. And it seems like things shift around and, and aren't in the same place every year. And, and they don't know what to attribute it to. And it's one of the reasons they want to keep it as this pristine, untouched terrain and also, you know, it's pretty dangerous to go in there. So uh, Dr. Uh, Al-Nuif says, uh, I, I have to ask, uh, who are these people that took Dr. Solstarni? What, what is it you think that you all will find out there in the forest? Oh, ruins of some ancient alien civilization that has far superior technology to anything that we know nowadays. Something like that. N- no big. <laughs> you know, like every other first day. <laughs> but who we or what took Silstarni, we don't quite know yet. I want to pull out my uh, data pad and show him an image of the tattoo that we saw on the, the the people that attacked us last week. Sure, sure. And just to see if he recognizes what that is. Or, or, or does this look familiar at all? So he looks it over. I rolled a culture check for Dr. al Nuif. You know, he doesn't really, you know, he looks very quizzically at it. He's like, I, I don't quite understand the significance of this, but it looks like a, a accretion disk to me. You know, like what forms around a black hole. Hmm. And uh, are there any creatures in this jungle that their mouths kind of just open up fully and nothing but teeth? Any, that that uh, that anything you've seen or get <clears throat> reports of from, from any of the research studies here? I mean, we are I think, entering a jungle. I think all the animals have teeth. I'm talking a lot of teeth and like an unhinged jaw that kind of goes back all the way. Um, Knack, uh, you are aware that uh, the bad lady with the unhinged jaw, that was mysticism, right? That was magic. Well, this is a magical jungle. I don't know, man. I'm a realist. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he will tell you, you know, like there there are many beasts in this jungle. If you describe something with a, a bunch of teeth, he says, uh, be wary of whiskered rincroda. They are uh, a dangerous species. Very toothy, dangerous bite. What's I, ma- I imagine there's many things with dangerous bites in the, in the jungle. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, <laughs> seen the major documentary too. Well, yeah, no. He he says, well, whoever you are are chasing after, they might be dangerous, but you cannot let the jungle lure you in with its beauty. One in four expeditions into Yucalam do not return. It is one of the most deadly places in the entire system. Doctor, while we're in the while we're in this area, is there anything that? Uh... You would like us to bring back or anything that we should look out for, for, I don't know, scientific purposes? He's a botanist, and, and he says if if you're able to find a few samples, and, and he gives you, like, a whole of of plants to, to bring back to him, he can provide you with a, a small stipend. Ooh. So, oh, eyes open. S- side quest. <laughs> Give him some of that herb. <laughs> Yeah, so so can we uh, can we uh, take the stipend in advance, and then just we'll see if we get the. I don't think that's how the economics work. Probably not gonna, <laughs> yeah. how that's going to work. If if that's one in four works. expeditions don't come back, or he's like, yeah, if one in four. How about you bring me back the samples first, and we'll talk to them. <laughs> I'll have them ready to transfer, but you know, I'll give you ten credits if you come back at all. You want to roll those dice? Uh, so yeah, he he finally he says, uh, uh, do you want to stay here overnight and head out at first light in the morning, or do you want us to travel you inland and you can set up camp in the jungle this evening? We'll probably set up this evening. Yeah, yeah the first I like for- leaving right away. The first forty-eight yeah. hours of of. Uh, 
of Professor Stolstarny's disappearance are the most important for us to figure out what's going on. It's a 10-day journey, buddy. Well, they're already two days. They're already two days ahead of us. So. <laughs> it means less traveling in the heat. So yes, that will be good. That. So yeah. I, can I can I ask a question? I'm I'm a little confused about what we're doing here. So I understand that we're trying to look for Solstarni, but the original reason that we were coming to the jungle was to investigate this strange alien language. Is it not? Yeah, they're linking yes. us. Okay, so we're we're after both, right? Yeah, Solstarni Sol 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 so. is the I think the one who had the notes and information that we were looking for. Yeah, it, and it, it looks does, like this appearance is linked to what we're looking for anyway. Yeah, yeah. it does seem okay. like they if she had printed off all of Hal Queen Zahn's notes, you only found about five uh, percent of them in those those five pages, uh, Knack, that you, you found in her office. So somebody has a lot of her material has ostensibly her somewhere and the the only place that those pages point to is this far off distant site of ruins in the jungle um, can can i ask the professor can i show him these these pages and and some of the other notes that we have just to see if there are any other insights that he can provide as someone who's been in the ground here for a while yeah so do you want to do that as you get he'll take you out there um yeah well, uh, on if he's if he's in the car with us, we'll have plenty of time to talk about that. Yeah, they actually fire up this skiff that Miles Ramey was looking at earlier, and it's a, a hover vehicle, so you know it doesn't damage the jungle too much. Just kind of rustles the leaves, it passes over, and there's a a, a driver from the the base itself, uh, Lashantin, in this kind of green drab armor, and he and and Doctor El Noif will travel you. You know, about 40 miles or so inland along what looks like a, like a path cut in the forest. As you guys are traveling, Dr. Elmuth will be looking over those notes. So, you know, following the this path west into the heart of the Eucalyptus, you, you do get into an area where the forest kind of envelops the path here. And all kinds of sounds and smells hit you all at once as you get in there. The main thing is the smell of spores taking root. It seems like maybe a week or so after most of these things have uh, blossomed and given off their, their spores and they're digging into the wet soil. And the uh, from the east, the wind brings you know just a few fresh blasts of air from the western sea and the, the, the sounds of creatures in the distance in, in the forest. Alnuif uh, turns back to you uh, as you guys are heading inland and, and says, these notes from Dr. Aelabian's look quite accurate, as he more than likely told you, a bit of a novice in Haukuim Zahn's expeditions. It seems like you are on the right path. I have marked some locations. You might find some of those flora samples if you want to get those clippings for me. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Get out of here. We will keep our eyes out for you. <laughs> right. One of the first things you notice as, like, even as the sun is about to start setting here is it is a very hot and sticky in this jungle. And that's going to be a problem traveling in the day during direct heat for about half the day. You all lose stamina as the temperature, you know, readouts in your suits, you know, read 93 degrees Fahrenheit and up or 35 degrees Celsius up. And just how much damage you take from this you know, depends on your fortitude because we're going to make some fortitude saves all fair because there's a lot of them. And 
it'll it'll affect you know how much you lose just from traveling and as you guys are, are traveling through this jungle how often you need to take a break drink some water gets you know hydrated again and use up those those very important rp as you use your resolve points up so in game terms <laughs> traveling in in heat in in your armor every hour you have to make a dc 15 fortitude check so hard <laughs> and oh my man and oh. we add one to that every subsequent hour so by the time 4 p.m. rolls around in the afternoon, it has turned into a DC 23 for a two check. So uh, I, I made you guys roll eight, uh, I think. And uh, towards the, the end of the day, you're just going to fail the, the saves. So that's Hi. that's about time you want to start resting up and uh, and relaxing. Now, Adros and Andis, you guys are both wearing heavy armor which gives you a negative four penalties to these checks. But Tyler, you said you had a, a feat that, uh, yeah. Got so the very first level, my you know, character creation, I had address take the toughness feat. And so the toughness feat gives me basically a plus four bonus to certain things, certain environmental hazards, including extreme hot and cold. So that's kind of nice. Awesome. Uh, so the, the other thing that, uh, you can do with your armor at the beginning of each day, I'll ask you if you want to skip out on these checks because each of your pieces of armor have environmental controls, which last for a number of days equal to your armor's level. So basically it means just turning on the AC in your suit and uh, you, you don't have to make these checks. So if there's a particular day you want to do that on, I'll, I'll ask you at the end of every day and just opt on out. You don't have to do it for this day. You guys are kind of a little hot by the time you uh, get to some place where you can set up a camp for the night. But uh, the next day, I'll, I'll, I'll ask. Every hour that you fail one of these fortitude saves, you just take some non-lethal you know, heat damage, 1d4 points of heat damage. One thing you can do, does anybody have points in the skill survival? Uh, Edris does. He has um, four points in survival. Uh, you got a plus four, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I have, I have a rank in it, which gives me a plus four. Gotcha. Uh, so, Tyler, at the beginning of each day, you can make a survival check to kind of make sure that you're monitoring people's vital statistics, you know, making sure they are doing like uh, hydrations as you walk. And for every one you beat the DC 15 check by, you can give a bonus to, to players for, for that day. That's awesome. Yeah. So after you guys arrive, Dr. Elmuth kind of waves you goodbye and you find just a small clearing as, as the light fades near a creek, you know, a small clearing in a near creek in, in which to make camp. Uh, so let's talk about watches. As you guys go to sleep, it takes eight hours to restore stamina and heal. You don't, I mean, you don't really have too much to, to heal up right now. So the, the minimum you need uh, before you start <laughs> making some sleep deprivation rolls is six hours. But if you want to divide up most nights into uh, enough shifts where you can all get you know a good night's sleep. There'll be three shifts of four hours each, and you need at least one person on each watch. So whenever you get eight hours, you restore your stamina fully, hit points equal to your level, and all your uh, RP back. And it's pretty unadvisable to travel in the, the nighttime because one, a lot of predators at night. Two, 
not everyone here has dark vision, so it'll be like a quarter speed, you know, your, your movement right. in that, well, that, that time. That's actually a good question, because if we are going to split up into different watches, we should probably make sure that somebody who has dark vision is part of every watch. Uh, Nack, right. Nack has dark vision. Who else has dark vision? Rainy. Andis. Right. So, so that's three right there. Yeah. But, who uh, wants? Edros. Edros. But it's only with my, my, I only have dark vision through my armor. Gotcha. Oh, so everybody, but, so everybody but Alindra has dark vision. Pretty much. All right. So who <laughs> wants, who wants to take first watch? Uh, Raimi will. All right. And second? Uh, Nack will. Andis will be up with. We'll stay with up with uh, Knack. Okay, so that that would mean that Dross would have to be third watch. Yep, that's fine. And what about Alindra? Who do you want to be on watch with? We got Raimi and Ed Dross by themselves. Pick Raimi, please. Raimi? <laughs> Don't let Raimi be by himself. <laughs> I'll stick with Raimi. All right. <laughs> Not going to kill Raimi to this day. <laughs> Uh, I was going to suggest Edris because Edris, I I don't know what his uh, I don't know what his perception is but (laughs) I think we're all going to get jumped on the third watch (laughs) well (laughs) I can can tell you guys my my perception is a I I, I get a plus three and that's and two of that plus two comes from the orbiting blue stone on my face so (laughs) cool I can tell you guys at any given point in the jungle, the distance where you can spot creatures is 2d8 times 10 feet. So uh, sometimes they can, they can and will be 20 feet away from you and you will not be able to see them. Yeah. Should have invested just, in some just fun. Ukulam stuff. Should have invested some thermal goggles or night vision. Something. That's Rainy's thing. Burn the jungle down. Right. So the first night goes by completely quietly. Besides the sound of fungal plants puffing their spores into the night sky, maybe a few creatures howling in the distance uh, towards the stars. You all get a good night's sleep, and I believe everyone is at full hit points, full stamina. Yay! Yay! Yes. Great. So as you guys wake up the next day and set off adventuring still west now into the foothills of the the singing range of mountains you will need to make survival checks to stay on track. Tyler, you said you have survival. Mm -hmm. Now for this, this is going to be navigating the jungle by looking at, you know, the most recent satellite imagery that you got from Dr. Al Nuif, matching it to Zahn's notes and and looking at some of the notes that uh, you got from Dr. Solstarni and Dr. Elibians. For this, I will allow two people. If anyone wants to roll along with Tyler to aid in, in that, you know, reading those notes. Uh, but this okay. survival check is going to be yours, Edros. Okay. I will go ahead and uh, within this survival check, can we also apply it to looking out for this guy's <clears throat> botany samples while we're going? Uh, that is actually, uh, as we get to them, I'll let you guys roll some life science to see if you can, you know, identify mm. the, the plants. Yeah, because he said he'll mark them out on the map. You life science. I want it to be survival. <laughs> okay, I'll roll my first survival. <laughs> I want to let everybody have uh, uh, success at some skills. Fifteen for the most survival. Okay. So we need two people to assist in order to get your your bearings for this first day. <laughs> so first two rolls. Oh, no. do, you, do you got anything in survival, Ramy? No. Okay. So you just 
barely squeak by because we had one person aid. Uh, Knack, you, you helped them, you know, read through the maps and get your bearing. But you also, for every day, are going to get a plus two bonus to these checks because you were able to navigate the university and get Dr. Alabian's help. Yes. Oh. Yes, yeah. pretty pretty useful because you would have failed that by one if he did not have that. <laughs> Glad we targeted that big dumb brain. Golly. So yeah, basically you get to you know go full speed this day. I should ask now, Tyler. Do you want to make a survival check to see if you can help cool people off during the day? Sure, I will go ahead and do that. Although, man, I wish I had put more more points in this skill. <laughs> Here we go. Another fifteen. Right. It's a DC 15, so everyone's going to get that plus two bonus. Now, I should ask, does anyone today want to use their environmental protections in their suits? What what do we have to what do we have to beat for the first the first one? Or, or the, Every uh, hour, it is DC 15 fortitude save. And then it's plus one for every hour after 12 hours. Now, can we choose after a certain hour that we want to put the suit back on or uh, turn our power on? You can, but it's only going to last. I think it can only last it in like half day increments. Gotcha. gotcha, gotcha. The battery is still going to wear down on you. Uh, I'm going to stupidly not turn it on. Um, Same. Okay. Just tell me if you want to turn it on anyone. I, I, <laughs> I think I feel, we're all good. As you guys are, are heading over land, you know, you have to maybe take a break or two during the day and, you know, reposition yourself, uh, coordinate on the map, but you make really good time. And it doesn't matter what <laughs> everyone think you rolled because uh, nothing happens this first day. <laughs> you get yeah. a good, you know, like uh, 11 miles under your belt before you have to make camp again. So not, not bad. all good then. And that same night, it's still seems like maybe this edge of the jungle, not not very dangerous because nothing happens the second night that you guys are in the jungle. Hmm. Oh, this, oh. this isn't good. <laughs> uh, all right. So on the second day, uh, do you want to give me a couple survival checks, Tyler? The first will be for reading that map. Boy, howdy. Edris is wishing he was paying more attention uh, in school for survival days. So I, w- yeah. I will I will assist every time then. I all don't right. think. No. Do you have a rank in survival? I, I don't, but I have plus three. Okay. So. All right. So you should probably always aid. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But to to, to roll it, it, it it's only going to be Tyler. Yeah. Um, so go ahead, Tyler. Roll me that survival. Hey. 18. 18. 18. That's all you need. Bingo, bingo. 18, you are all set. Go ahead and give me one to see if you can give a bonus to everyone in their beat in the heat of the jungle. I'm going to get all my good rolls out of the way, and then we're going to get into <laughs> combat. It's just going to be ones and twos. <laughs> oh, don't. No, nah, there's no combat in this. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You're fine. Right. So 18, 14 on the dice. You are able to give bonuses to everyone. And as as you guys are adventuring on on this day, you get to a wide plains of of grasslands cutting through the the tree line. The massive blades here stand up to eight feet tall in places and can hide a number of creatures. But in the distance, very far away, you see a large number of behemoth beasts with long necks, six legs, green and gray moving through the sea of grass like slow ships. Dozens of these massive horned animals gratuitously graze along the grainy grassland. Why doesn't... We both started making that joke at the same time. 
That was amazing, you guys. Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, this is the scene. Why doesn't anyone that's got life science go ahead and give me a life science check? See if you can figure out what these beasties are. All right. Yep, that's a nine. Ooh, that's and it's not too sure. Not too 19 sure. Nineteen plus eight. Ooh, oh, shit. eight for life science. Woohoo! Yep. Oh, for some reason, I thought Alindra would have this. Alindra, do you have life science? No, I have physical science. Oh, you're all about so the stars. I got a 27. So, yeah, you've definitely read about these these massive creatures, Raimi. They are Yaruk, a gargantuan herbivore pack animal that is found only here really on Yucalam that often travels in, in small family circles. And they are generally very docile creatures, though if they sense danger, they do become formidable foes, trampling and using a sonic roar blast that uh, knocks their attackers back. And you can hear their vocalizations, you know, hundreds and hundreds of feet away where you guys are now. And uh, it's said that you can hear them miles away as they trumpet, you know, to one another, calling to each other in the forest. Kind of like giant pachyderms, basically, you know, maybe like a a big old elephant you don't want to mess with. Yeah, so I relay the message that they're generally uh, gentle creatures. Don't just don't startle them or they can be pretty dangerous. Edris puts away his steak knife and fork. <laughs> Aww, they're, Aww, they're, they're cute. very cute. Yeah. 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 So they got these horns, six legs, big old tail. Um, are there any are there any notes in uh, in any of the things that we have collected about these to aid us in getting past them without startling them? Looking at the map, Knack. Wide uh, one. It seems that I mean it's a pretty wide valley that they're in. But if you were try to travel around them, it would take an extra day uh, at a day to your journey. Hmm. Yeah. Moving moving between them will slow you down like, you know, maybe for an hour or so. But so long as you can give them a wide berth and don't eat them, they, they won't attack. Yeah. If we don't if we don't bug them, we should be fine. So, I mean, just just be careful. But you don't have to worry too much. Right. Yep. No, no sudden movements. No blaster fire. I'm uh, just is is on by. Would a stealth check aid in avoiding these guys and letting them not notice us? Yeah, and we'll, we'll get to that when you guys get closer. Um, we are going to do stealth in this like general way, a little bit different. Whoever's got the highest stealth, I'm going to let you lead the pack through the grass, and and we're going to use your your stealth check because you're just everyone's going to be following behind you. Where are we on being able to ride them? Very far away, as far as. Uh, <laughs> Since ride is a survival check, very far. <laughs> that might startle them, so let's not do that. At this point, I will say, before you head out, it's about halfway through the day, and if no one's used their environmental suits, some of you have taken stamina point damage. I'll read it out as we go down. Alindra, today you've taken nine points of heat damage, and so has Knack. Then everyone else has taken a, a lesser amount of that. If you want to take 10 minutes, use an RP and rest up now, you can. Okay. Uh, when you say less, I mean, how much How much have I taken? Uh, let's see. Raymond, you've taken five points. Five points? Okay, I'm okay right now. How much have I taken? Three. Okay. Uh, and, and draw I'm, six. <laughs> less, I, than, less than that. <laughs> I'm okay for right now. Alindra? I'm going to take a resolve point. Okay. Fuck up. Like I said, you're, you're taking the, the rest now, so you guys have time if if you want but if you if you don't want then you just got a, a little bit of stamina damage uh, 
It's not bad at all. all right, yeah, I'm, I'm going to use one. Just in case. I am too. Right. So who is going to lead the party into the grasslands? Who who has the best stealth? Stealth, stealth is a skill. Knack uh, has a plus nine to stealth. Yeah, okay, that's probably it. Knack, you are going to ferret your way through these grasses. Oh, I swear, Lord. if you roll a one, Knack, I swear. <laughs> I, I'm so nervous about this right now. This is... Yeah, just give me a roll. Nerve-wracking. Yeah, oh, there we go. It's a 19 on the oh. die, so a 28 stealth. So sad. I was looking for a 30, but you'll get it eventually. <laughs> no, you you are able to get past the vast majority of the herd without getting within 60 feet of them. This is a, a massively wide valley, and they're very easy to detect. But uh, why isn't everyone giving me a perception check? Oh, boy. Perceptive little beavers. Good, good. Edros rolled a, a two. We're, we're getting those bad rolls out, Tyler. <laughs> Yay. Drew, you are able to stop just short. Uh, you realize you have stumbled upon one of these. You are about 10 feet away from it just on the other side of this rock. And it, it seems to be like laying down in the grass. So like you couldn't even see it and not making a lot of noise. Give me another stealth check real quick. If you would like to circumvent this very small encounter here. 16, seven on the die. Right. So you get a little bonus because there's a very large rock sticking out of the, the grass here that you can just walk right around. And it doesn't even seem to notice you. Ooh. You're, like you can literally see it through like some of the grass in front of you. But yeah, you you cut through the grass and you can hear I've I've got a whole scenario here for when you upset the creature. <laughs> and draws us to step step up and be like, "Easy, girl, easy." <laughs> Don't get to do that anymore. I brought some oats for you to munch on. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know what dinosaurs love? Oats. <laughs> We'll have to have to listen to Edras Pratt to I listen, my life science is not very good. So he probably about some just generic food and be like, this is a work, yeah. He's like, he's like, Don't worry, I brought Pop Tarts. Yes. Yes, I, I brought your favorite kind, strawberry. Yes, I know how much you like that girl. Chocolate is poisonous to dogs, but is it to alien monsters? Right. So as you clear the majority of the herd, you hear you know, just one or two ahead of you, like very far away. But you're all in the clear as far as the massive, like 20 or 30 of them in the middle of the grasslands go. And the grass ahead of you seems to have already been grazed by the creatures. So it's all shorn down to a few feet. So you can, almost everyone here, maybe not neck, can see above <laughs> it. And uh, Andrus, let me and, get on and, your shoulders. I was about to say. <laughs> but you all have a very good vision here. So why don't everyone give me a perception check? Awesome, awesome. Okay, so... Wasting all my good rolls and these perceptions. It looks like, yeah, Alindra rolled a 25, Rami a 23. Both of you, as you, you know, stretch your legs after squatting and, and getting through these leaves. Far in the, the distance, you see in the tree line behind you, uh, up in the hills, just a flash of light. And you immediately hear one of these beasts cry out in distress and pain screaming to the heavens and these huge vocalizations. And then almost everyone else here hears a moment later to the east, the crack of a, a rifle resonating through the, the the jungle. And a few of the Eric's assemble around what looks like an injured uh, one, a smaller injured one. And the rest begin running away, their massive feet shaking the ground around you. And they are all about 20 of them coming your direction. 
So we're in combat right now. Oh, oh run away! <laughs> but yeah, I will tell you right now, you might be able to take on a single Yurk. It will kill you if you fight all the Yurks. They have a stampede ability, and that is what's happening right now. So this isn't going to be a, a traditional combat. It's going to be a chase scene. We are about to get mufasa if we do not roll well enough. So <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't be mufasa <laughs> We're going to have to bring back the, the Lion King episode titles. <laughs> uh, so in, in in this chase scene to escape this horde of stampeding Yeriks, you got to survive, number one, <laughs> step one. Step two, you have to succeed at a number of maneuvers to escape and retreat from the massive horde. <laughs> For this game, it's pretty rough. There's five of you. You have to get 15 successes as a team before oh. you escape the, the danger of the, the horde. Oh my god. Uh, so we're just using a series of like skill checks? Or? It's skill checks. There are abilities if you want to uh, shoehorn them into a skill check instead. So for your actions, each round you can activate abilities. You can try and distract the horde running behind you. You can try and hide from them. Navigate the terrain. Scramble. You know, Just like run away. <laughs> try to squeeze through some trees and, and, and run away from them. Or try and spook the massive beasts. Patrick and the players take a brief 20-minute break to finally read all the rules about this next encounter. Surely with that much time there will be no confusion about how this chase scene plays out. Returning to the action in 3, 2, 1. Alright, so a, this massive horde of Yerricks are coming behind you guys and you don't even have to talk to each other all of you just know in your mind you have to run or you are going to die right now full stop period uh we rolled initiative before we started playing tonight and that's gonna be in the order that you guys do your your special maneuvers to try and run away from these guys but at the start of every turn they are going to do a special attack and i'm gonna let let's let andis can you roll a d8 for me sir no. See, see what happens. Eight. Right, the maximum one. Oh, so, no. whether due to the shifting terrain or you know the creature's hive mind, the pact acts in this odd fashion, and instead of moving all in one direction, they break up erratically, and they send all of your plans this turn into disarray. So you have a negative two skill checks this turn. Oh God. The, the first person that started this turn to, to do an action is Andis. Uh, Andis, one person. Man, it, this has been a great run for Cosmic Crit. I hope you guys join us next week when we introduce five new characters. It's going to be awesome. Right. right. I'm doing a homebrew, and Patrick's going to play, and Patrick <laughs> has to play as Skittermander. <laughs> Let's see. Stealth is a two. Okay, that's not great. Acrobatics is a three. Lots of Athletic stuff you can do. Yeah, and there's a little negative penalty on them. <laughs> yeah, there's oh, a I forgot. So I've got. <laughs> so out of all of these, my very best one is a plus one in acrobatics. Okay, do you um, want to roll that for me? And all of my abilities are all like technological, so that's not ideal. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> um, buddy. Unless I, unless I don't know, Patrick, you can you can tell me about this. I could throw sure. up a I could throw up a barricade and maybe try to slow them down a little bit. So they 
they they will not because you i mean you can do that you see them walk on full-grown trees and and not got stop it. at all got so. it so like the so like the fragile cover i'd be creating <laughs> like you gather up a small pile of sand your sandbag up <laughs> believe it or not it doesn't do anything okay okay so brontosaurus okay so then let me uh i'm gonna go for an acrobatics check and just hope for a 20. do it all right Oh, 19 minus two. No. Oh no. Why the minus two? Because I because they're they're behaving erratically. Yep. Oh. This turn you got a minus oh. four to skill checks. That brings us to Nack second. Turn. Wait, minus four? I thought I said minus two. I'm sorry. I've revealed it on the map at the bottom here. Uh, six to eight sudden shift. Uh, during this phase, each PC takes a negative four penalty any skill check used to perform the same action. Ooh, oh, the same action used during the previous turn. Okay, sorry. Let me oh. read that again. So this turn uh. it is, I'm going to say it is n- not going to have any effect because this is the first turn and this <gasps> negative four penalty will not so, apply. So so my so my 19 acrobatics? Acrobatics to squeeze. So your, your PC slips between a whole bunch of trees making a shortcut and you are able to outrun uh, a bunch of Yerks this turn, thus gaining a success for your team. Yes. Woo, yes. Oh, wow. Man. Starting with a success is pretty intense. Knack, what do you got? Are you gonna are you gonna show up to the the game? Yeah. So <laughs> with um, a success. Uh, so oh. I'm going to attempt to hide, which is a stealth check, uh, and that is going to be a thirteen. Oh. <laughs> oh. Awkward, awkward. So you roll the four. That's not going to do it. Raimi, what do you have? <laughs> oh, no. Um, I am going to also try to hide. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's nine plus five, so 14, which is, I think, one off. <laughs> <laughs> Alindra! <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Okay, so I'm going to roll athletics to scramble. Nice. So oh, yeah. nice. Oh, Nice. Lindra is great at this jungle thing. Natural 20. <laughs> Natural 20. It's like she was born here. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another success for your guys' team as she just beast modes it and starts, you know, leapfrogging over, you know, down logs and rocks. Alindra's from here. She spent her youth like riding these things, doing like like jumping drills and all sorts of crazy. <laughs> Raimi and, and Mac are like trying to hide behind rocks and you see her Tarzan swing on a vine <laughs> like past you guys. <laughs> Follow I, me! I, I turn to Nack like, I've never hated her more. <laughs> Edros! Your turn. Edros is going to shout out, Whoa, wait for me! Wait for me! Hold <laughs> He's going to try and use athletics to keep up with Alindra. And twice. Nice. Oh, not nice. as I, I do not keep up as well as she does. She's still kicking my butt, but that's I'm, I'm running. Yeah, so end of turn one, the Eric's are still beaten feet behind you. It sounds like thunder and lightning across the plains. Uh you got three successes. That's amazing. Oh. Start of turn two, Nack, why don't you roll me Drew a D eight to see what happens? Oh Dude, this is this is Crazy! I'm really nervous. Eight again! All right. So if you guys want to do the same thing, if you can, you can change things up this round. But now, this round, they shift in such a way that everyone gets a negative four penalty to the skill check that you used the previous turn. 
Okay. So okay, if you so. want to do the same thing, you're taking a negative four penalty. Gotcha. All right. So Andis, top of the turn order. What do you want to do? All right. This time I'm going to do an athletics check. I see. I see Edris and Alindra <laughs> having all the cool success. Kids? I want to be with the cool kids club. I want to show them I can hang. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no. he hang. No! <laughs> Two! Two on the dice. <laughs> so that's a four. That's a four altogether. Let me check this chart here. Uh, no, that is a failure. Knack, <laughs> what do you got? Okay, I am going to attempt to do an acrobatics check for the mm. squeeze. Oh, oh, it's a ten. Oh. I can I see it wanting to be that 19. Yeah, yeah. it oh, really wanted so to. close. Failure, Raimi, your turn. Uh, I too am going to try to squeeze. Um, I get a plus three acrobatics. Nice. Natural. <laughs> oh, no. no, a total of four. Oh boy. Elytra, what do you have? Okay, I am actually going to use psychokinetic hand to pick up that big log that I just jumped over and throw it past the, the oh things. And and try and do what? Um, To, to distract them. Okay, so... You use it. Go ahead and roll a d20 for me. See if you can use a special ability. All right. So you've rolled a natch 10 for distract. That is going to be a pass. It is only a DC 14, either bluff or intimidate. And with this, you give successful check. You take a negative two penalty to your AC. Wow. Oh, Alindra's taking one for the team. Oh, so cool. do we get a plus two on our next roll? Next turn, you get a plus two bonus to your armor class and saving throws. Thank you, Alindra. Nice. And they smash that log as you throw it, but a few of them are coming your direction. That takes us to a dross at the end of the turn order here. This is stupid, but could I use a smoke grenade to maybe give myself a, a bonus on a hide uh, for a stealth check? I'll allow it. You have smoke grenades? Yes, I do. I bought some before we left. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, yeah, go for it. Okay, I will expend one smoke grenade and try and roll my stealth. Uh, believe it or not, not very good at stealth. This is just going to be a straight d20 roll. Yep. Hey, 16! Uh, yes, so that is enough. The DC for that is 15. Doesn't earn you any successes, but you receive a another plus two circumstance bonus to your AC and saves against these guys. Yeah. Uh, you're you're running through the smoke. They they kind of give it a wide berth. They don't want to run through. They I don't know what it can be. And that's the end of turn two. Why doesn't Raimi, You give me a D eight roll. All right, eight again. <laughs> oh my god. All right. So same thing. Now you get a negative four to any skill you did on the previous turn. And wow. Andis, what do you want to do? I'm back to acrobatics. I realized I'm not that great at <laughs> athletics. I'm going to squeeze. It was a 14 on the die, plus three is 17. It's still not uh, good. Yep, unfortunately, not a success. Yep. And that brings us to Neck. Uh, I'm going to once again attempt to hide with a self check. Go for it. 22. Mm, pass. Yes, plus two to air you see next round. Boom! Raimi. Uh, I'm going to do the same. Plus five is 20. Success! Yes. You're hiding as well. Alindra. Neck and Raimi are hugging each other, hiding behind a rock. Alindra's <laughs> <laughs> gonna scramble again. Alrighty. Oh, oh my God. come on! Nineteen Jeez. on the die. Just call me Lara Croft. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's four successes. 
<laughs> it draws. Uh, so it draws seeing Alindra is way off in the distance. It's just it's like, all right, never going to see her again. Um, I'm going to, can I, as I'm exiting my smoke grenade, I want to pull off my artillery laser and just like full attack action, blast it backwards and to do a uh, spook. So a, a, an intimidate check. But right. if uh, I, I can make a, a ranged attack on them and if I get, uh, if I hit them or do any damage, I get a certain amount of bonuses. So go ahead and roll that attack roll for me. See if you can rambo your way out of this jungle. Yeah, I might just tr- try that. Not, not yeah. Come on! Oh, your, uh, your, no. your shot goes wide. <laughs> doesn't it. even doesn't even hit uh, their giant hide. So uh, so no no bonus here, but I still get to roll an intimidate check. So yeah, uh, uh, here's the intimidate check coming in at a twenty three, baby. baby. Nice. It is enough. The laser rifle blasting by one of their heads to spook them, and you get another success. How many successes is that, is that successes so far? That round? That's five. You're a third of the way through the stampede. Yes. That is turn three and on to turn four. Alindra, Rebecca, why don't you roll a D8 for us? I swear right. to Six, God, eight, if you roll eight, a eight. eight, eight. Yes. Oh, no. Five. five. The worst one. Oh, no. Oh, no. Several of these creatures converge oh, on no. one of you guys. And Alindra, I'm going to let you roll the D10 to... See who uh, who's the lucky uh, lucky Pierre here? Oh, of course it's it's Andis. No, no! <laughs> hiding in the back, not able to do anything. I'm not hiding. I'm running. Help! Help me! Help! <laughs> okay, go ahead. This is this is gonna suck so bad, Andis. I apologize. Go ahead and uh, roll a D4 for me. Right. Uh, one. Right. <sighs> okay. The suspense right now is murdering me. <laughs> oh, Two, one of the creatures comes by and and just like as it's running, lets out a massive bellow that shatters trees nearby you. Uh huh. It is. Oh it goes Bwong! and it trumps in your direction. The trees around you splinter and snap. And I need you to make a fortitude save. Oh, oh that's not oh, my fuck. best one. Come on, Andy. But does, he, do, does he get any bonuses from the pre? Oh no. oh, no. It doesn't matter. We've rolled a one on the dice. That unlucky one. Yep. Oh. So well. normally this bellow would affect multiple people because it's a huge cone. But this guy's got the Andis narrowed. That is... Uh, seven points of damage, sonic damage, and you take a negative two to your skill checks during this fate. Alrighty. Na 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 na. Na na na. Okay. Wait. No. 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 We're not done. Uh, we need to roll a d3 because you get another one of these. Uh, so a three. Uh, you hear a creaking and groaning, and from the side in the forest, one of the creatures ahead of you smashes through the tree line, sending a massive old growth tree falling on your head. Oh, <laughs> I need you to make a reflex save for him. Oh, oh my God. God. All of us? Please, please Andis. So, no, so this is all Andis action. Oh, no. So is this uh, so, but a plus two to my reflex save? Did you okay. hide the previous round? Uh, no, Alindra distracted. That was the that was two previous ago. previous round. That uh, yeah. bonus be gone. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yep. well, here we go. 
no. That's a nine. So you, in addition, so you're hit by this tree. It, you know, knocks you down. You fall, you know, down a little bit of a hill. You take a negative one to a few checks during this phase. Acrobatics, athletics, and survival. You also take a lot of damage. Wow. 2d6 plus six. 11 points of damage. All right. That's all my stamina. Yep, so that's what I said. This is a dangerous one. And oh we're Lord. in the top of turn four. Six. Four? I forget. It, anyway, it is Andis, your turn. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so so oh, the two the two real options that I had here were acrobatics and athletics. And I'm unfortunately <laughs> taking a minus three to all of them. <laughs> Which means oh, best case man. scenario, if I roll a 20, I can advance here. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. Well, not a lot of options. Not a whole lot going well, on here. Luckily, we'll be dealing with Andis 148 in a couple of episodes. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll be it, it, it'll be uh, a pile of bolts and, like, <laughs> screws and stuff that you'd carry around in a plastic box. And you say, like, what do you think, Andis? And you just jingle it around. And he's like, ah, he agrees. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. That's not going to be a success on a acrobatics. Acrobatics of 11 is a failure. Knack, you see your friend Andis getting barraged by multiple Yareks in the stampede. What do you want to do? Andis, get it together, man. We can do this. We just got to keep moving. Inspiring boost. Here's nine oh. stamina. Don't get killed. Knack picks you up. Yeah, nine. Nice. Dust you off and you run off together into the sunset. <laughs> uh, Raimi. Raimi is going to hide. Roll it. Failure. Uh, 14, yeah. Right. Uh, Lindra. So I'm going to do another athletics check to scramble. Sure. This time I got a 15. Ooh, that is not enough. Edros. All right, Edros is going to continue firing backwards and uh, with the artillery laser. So first, here comes a shot uh, for an attack roll of not enough, I don't think. 14. Nope. Man, that's a, at least I'm throwing away these bad rolls. So uh, let's, try, let's try and intimidate, though. Maybe I'll get something here. Oh, so close. Oof. 18. Just not barely not enough. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, not enough. All right. Ooh, rough, rough turn on to, I believe, turn five. Edros. Why don't you go ahead and roll me a D8? Oh, oh, five. Oh, oh, no. Five. oh, no. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Oh. Very important. Tyler, roll me a D10. Tell me who you hate most on the don't podcast. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> One through two is Rebecca. Three through four, Andis. Five through six, Snack. Seven through eight, Raimi. And nine through ten, you've given yourself a, a little bit of fun. Oh, my gosh. Not a three or four. Not a three or four. Not a three or four. <laughs> it's a two. It's a two. All right. No. Alindra, <laughs> Rebecca, go ahead and roll me a E4. Everyone's favorite character. Right. Cut down at her prime. <laughs> a Yarrick to your side, uh, Alindra, smashes through a, a tree, raining down shards of wood. Please make a reflex save. 15. This is normally one that affects everyone, but because we rolled up the gang up, it only affects you. 15, you're going to take half damage. 
only four points of damage as these <sighs> rain down on you. You're like batting them away. Go ahead and roll me a d6. And another Yerik from your opposite side topples a tree in front Ugh. of you. Make a reflex save to, to dodge out of the way. 14. Oh, 14, exactly what you needed. Yes. Uh, right, so you've just made the reflex save and take no damage. Wow, that's a Woo. that's an important important reflex save. What do you want to do uh, on this turn, Andis? Since my skill checks are back, I'm gonna try <laughs> another acrobatics. You guys need some put some W's on the board. Oh, 14. Ooh, not enough. Not yeah. enough. Knack. Once again, going to try to hide. Oh my, please help us with some successes. <laughs> that is a failure on high. Oh my god, you guys. You Ramy. Also going to try to hide. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, plus five. Oh yeah, plus five. That's 16. That's a success. Yes. <laughs> plus two for, for Ramy. It means nothing for us. Alindra. I'm going to keep trying to athletics check through this place. So selfless. Uh, I got a 19. Right? Is that good? Uh, on a scramble, uh, that is a success. Whew. Yes. Nice. Success number six. Edros, what do you got? It's only success number um, six? Oh. Yes. Yeah, well, maybe you should roll something besides <laughs> Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> well, last time. Don't, don't complain when we get trampled by these things to death. Hey, I'm sorry. Uh, the last round, I rolled an inspiring boost to heal and you know, roll uh, dialing. <laughs> Uh, uh, the party's falling apart. Uh, okay, so uh, I, I'm obviously the, the lasers not doing anything for these guys. Uh, I'm gonna try oh, and no. catch up to Alindra by running. Oh boy! So I will roll athletics as well. Boom for a 19. That's a success. <laughs> that is a number seven. Oh. We're ju- almost halfway oh. there. We're <laughs> halfway there. Oh. If anybody's keeping count at home. Uh, uh, Lindra's contributed three successes. I think I've contributed three all right, successes. All right, all right calm down. One. Stop tooting your own horn. I almost, I almost died laughing just now. I think I had a mini stroke. I'm not joking. Yeah. <laughs> My I've brain... had two successes, uh, Tyler. No, I think it's important that we pause and explain that hide does not count toward our 15 successes. So you have to navigate, scramble, spook, or squeeze if you want to count toward our 15. The end. Okay, let's go. <laughs> you guys have read these rules, right? Everyone is reading the same thing and rules and questions on Discord that I am. Oh, yeah, it's right yeah. there. This does not earn any successes. Never mind. All right, turn six. We're back to Andis. Why don't you roll me that D8, uh, Jabir? All right. Ugh. It's a two. two. Hey, it's one that we haven't gotten before. So, yeah. Let's see how bad this can be. Smash! Uh, <laughs> one of the beasts gets <laughs> neck and neck with you and slams its head into your body, smashing you against nearby rocks. <laughs> no. Uh, no! Well, this is a this is a randomly chosen PC, so you get to roll it, uh, Jepert, and see who this affects. All right. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> That's... A two, so that is Alindra again. Oh. And I'm not going to lie, it gets a plus three to oh. hit, so I think this automatically... Yeah, it does. Oh, no. That's a hit. Oh, is it? <laughs> what? Yeah, What's your armor 14? class? 14? Yeah, that's a hit. Uh, okay. 14. <laughs> so it does 14 points of damage, just buffeting you against the rocks. Whew. Uh, Andis, what do you want to do on this turn? I'm going to do another acrobatics, try to squeeze... Not it. 13. Neck. 
What you got? Uh, I'm also going to do an acrobatics check. 16, not enough. Oh, so close. Raimi. I I guess I'm going to try to do an acrobatics check. <laughs> you guys are all trying to squeeze through the, the path. Hey, 19. 19. Go. Yay. That is a 22. Success. More than halfway there. Oh. Alindra. I'm going to scramble through the jungle. <clears throat> And I failed. Oh, no. You, you're just so knocked off balance by this last Yerix attack. Edros, what do you got? I'm going to just keep running. Uh, it's my best my best shot here. Scrambling away? Yep, scrambling away. Another athletics check. And a 24. <laughs> I saw the one almost yeah. roll up. Yeah. That is a success. You guys, ooh, doing well. All right, back to Knack. Give me a D8 roll to see what horrors happen on this turn oh god is this the uh, so we, we've rolled everything so far and you guys five is the worst two uh, all right so go ahead and roll me a d10 see who gets attacked by another body check as a yerick slams into you hey edros edros okay. right. there's a chance at least they can chance. miss here I no, do not. Nope, it nope. Slams, <laughs> slams right on for another 14 points of damage. Now, Andis, what do you got on this turn? Sorry, buddy. Uh, I got the same thing I've had every other turn. Acrobatics! Away! <laughs> 11. Not going to cut Neil. it. Nick! I'm going to do acrobatics as well. 18! <clears throat> Come on! So close. <sighs> so close. Why don't... Raimi, you get a success this round. I will try. Get another one, buddy. Oh, two in a row. Oh. Not going to happen. Nope. And Alindra. You know, scramble, scramble. Hey. Man. Man. Boom. Dang. Man. Is that, are we at 10? Are we in double digits now? Uh, yeah. Yes. Two thirds of the way there. Edros, can you keep up the pace? (laughs) Alindra, first one to escape gets 10 credits. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, another athletics. Oh, fail. 12. <laughs> Those well, credits are as transfer. good as yours, Alindra. All right. Start of turn eight miles. Why don't you roll a D8 for me? See what these massive stampeding beasts do. All right. One. A one. Oh, they bellow. So why don't you go ahead and actually I'm going to, I'm going to roll and see who randomly. Yeah. It attacks. Three of you. No, D3 of you guys. Uh, so two of you. So that is looking like Andis and Knack. Uh, one of these bellows at you guys. I need you both to make a fortitude save for this round. Oh, that's a 13. 20. Oh, good job, Knack. Uh, so Knack half damage. Uh, unfortunately, that is not enough. Andis. Oh, no. So this is 2d6 sonic damage. It bellows in your direction for eight points of damage. That's four for you, Knack. And you, Knack, you do not get this penalty, uh, but Andis, a negative two to skill checks. What do you want to do on this turn, Andis? I'm going to roll acrobatics. Yeah, yeah. No. Knack. This thing screamed in your ear. I'm also going to roll acrobatics. <laughs> so so close. We'll go through and we'll we'll announce these successes. Raimi. I will also roll acrobatics. Guys are just squeezing and scrambling away. Hey! Plus uh, plus There's three, one. that's twenty. Yes! Oh, nice. yes! Nice! Success number eleven. Alindra. I'm gonna keep on athletics thing. Thirteen Ooh, and six on the dice. Uh, I have a chance to catch up. <laughs> 
<laughs> as I will roll my own athletics check. Okay. Is that enough? 18, yes. 18. That one was almost there. <laughs> Just barely. All right, so uh, start of nine, Alindra, Rebecca, go ahead and roll me a D8. Two. That is another oh, no. body check. Roll me a D10. Please. No, no. <laughs> Only Tyler. Oh, roll low, Patrick. Yes. Hey. Yes. He misses you. Yeah. So this thing goes oh. swinging through, trying to you know, trample you underfoot. Misses. Oh boy. All right. I feel it. I feel you guys are looking now. Andis, what do you got? I've got another acrobatics check in my pocket do for it. you. It's a four. <laughs> <laughs> Drew. Uh, Nack is going to do an intimidate check for a two on the die ten. Uh, oh, Ramy. All right, acrobatics time. A two <laughs> plus no. three is a five. Just just for people at home, we've rolled three twos in a row. Oh, I blame roll twenty for this. I hope <laughs> Rebecca, what you got? <laughs> oh, and that's a that's oh. that's a success. Oh, 19. hey, uh, nineteen, awesome. We're so close. For scramble, yeah. Uh, uh, I gotta catch up. How many is that so far? Uh, oh no, 17. Uh, oh, no. You need one oh, more five. success. And Tyler, uh, Tyler failed uh, all of you. Oh uh, no. And it's important now, Tyler, you get to roll what effect happens in the stampede with a D8. Five, oh, no. five, 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 five. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Several Yarricks gang up on a randomly rolled PC. Please make me a D10 roll to see who you're oh. going to kill. If you kill me, Tyler, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, hold on. He rolled Stop, a stop the podcast. Tyler's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? Blue it's supposed to be a D8. Uh, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm oh. D10. All right. Okay, <laughs> Tyler, roll me a D8. Five, five, five. Yes! No! No! <laughs> yes! 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 Why do you want the five? <laughs> because of All this, right. Patrick, you have to keep in when he rolled the wrong die. <laughs> D roll a D10 for me, Tyler. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, 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 yeah. oh, it's, it's me, baby. It's all Andros. Oh, boy. I'm going to roll you're, these. You're a moron. Oh. Bring it on, baby! <laughs> a tree falls immediately, uh, nearly oh. crashing on top of you. Please make me a reflex save. Petra. Oh, I will. I will, and I'll make it and negate all of this. Here we go. Reflex save. Oh, wow. Boom. Damn it. I missed it by one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, guys. Oh, that is 15 points of damage. Bludgeoning damage. You can take a negative one to... Basically, all the checks that you can make this right. turn. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Oh, and oh, oh. also, uh, one of them bellows directly at you. I need you to make a fortitude save. <laughs> Forti oh, I'm good at that. I'm good at that. I, I think I, I think I have a good chance here. Nineteen. Yeah, yeah. So only half damage here. Okay. Screams right in your face. You take three points of damage, but you also got another <laughs> negative. No, yeah. it negates the penalty, so you only take half damage. You're fine. Okay, so just three points. Okay. <laughs> and as you're nearly clear of the herd, there's only a few more chasing in your direction. One more success. What you got? I've got acrobatics. Show me the 20, baby! 
Shaboom! Shabam! And we are out of combat. Oh! <laughs> yes. Well done, you guys. Team. Found so many little hideouts in the jungle and escaped the entire herd. <gasps> oh, holy moly. If only well, we, I if, think I'm about ready for that 10 minute rest now. <laughs> if, yeah, if, if, if only uh, Neck and Raimi had figured out that uh, stealth checks uh, didn't yeah, count right? towards the successes <laughs> earlier on in the fight. Yeah, I was I, wondering why they were so mad at us. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, I apologize. I should have provided you guys with all the notes on uh, the skill check. It's oh, wait, really I did. should have. It's almost like you did, but you didn't at the same time. because It's, it's almost like, like he did and you didn't read it. It's almost like we took a 10-minute break. I gave you the rules. And you, you skipped, skipped the one. It's that, almost uh, like I just read the numbers oh. and not the. Well, and uh, not only that, but we talked about this. We talked about it. Like oh. you really have no excuse. I might have been in the bathroom when y'all it's talked. About it. I was in the bathroom hey. behind us. <laughs> you guys get okay, eight hundred XP for escaping the Yurik Yay! Um. Awesome. Oh. So, are are uh are you you guys resting up? Uh, taking a ten minute break. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're gonna yeah. do that. Yeah. Very awesome. And uh, I've transferred uh, ten credits to your account, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! So I um, lost. Uh, I don't know about you guys. Maybe a little. Maybe a little HP check here. I lost seven HP from that. Oof! All my stamina. All my stamina and seven HP. Yeah, I, I got taken down to zero stamina. The knack bumped me back up, and I ended up losing all but one stamina point. So. Um, for the record, what time nice. of day is it? And are we sleeping overnight at this point? It's about halfway through the day, so you still got some, some ways to travel. Okay. So, you guys continue traveling for the rest of the afternoon, the, uh, the rest of the day. Take a little bit you know, more stamina damage, but you are able to find camp before you dip into any negative points here. I think it's only like, uh, oh boy, everyone takes three more because I rolled super low on these D4. <laughs> three more stamina damage, but you guys are able to rest up. The night goes completely uneventful, and the next day, we're back to survival checks. Ed Ross, make me a survival check to see if you guys can keep your bearings. <sighs> I still feel very winded from that encounter. Yeah. All right. That was that was a very fun encounter. That was that's that was I really enjoyed that. That was neat. <laughs> I, right, I so like that it's one that you could just completely skip in this AP. You're like, no, we just walk yeah. around the Eric. Yeah, that'd be very boring. I'm I'm glad we we went. <laughs> this would have been okay. a short episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, survival check. Uh, oh, it's not good. So Twelve, I, but I can assist, right? And one other person can assist. Yes, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll help you out. Oh, oh no, and yeah, fourteen. Yeah. Uh, so uh, everyone has a plus two to these bonuses uh, as you're checking over the map. So that is two assists. And with a draw, so you actually got a 14. That is just enough. An 18 <laughs> yes. to stay on track, not lose any time. You just lose time if you mess up one of these. Oh, okay. yeah. Right. So does anyone want to use your environmental protections today? Does anybody want to? Oh, a do you want to make another survival check? See, boost to people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's going to be ooh, six. Yeah, not today. Yeah, you're still so <laughs> you're you're winded from from taking the damage the previous day. You heal up, you know. So uh, this is day three. Three points a dross overnight. This is indeed day thrice. Uh, I'm gonna use my suit today. Yeah, I think I'm gonna turn mine on as well. All right. So so on this day, about halfway through the day, Alindra, the heat is is getting to you. I think you take the most stamina damage about midday and, and take. 11 points of 
of uh, just non-lethal, you know, the heat getting to you. At that point, Andis and Raimi are fine in their environmental suits. Knack, you've taken nine points of non-lethal, and I draw six points. Do you guys want to use RP? You want to uh, get your stamina back? I'm going to use a resolve point to get my stamina back. Same. Okay. Yeah, address will as well. Okay. And towards the end of this day, you see just poking out of the trees ahead of you, almost in, in the last few hours of light, a stone obelisk, the, the top of a, a stone structure. And you remembered that there is this journal entry in Hulkwim Zahn's uh, expedition notes that mentioned something like that. Hmm. Does anybody want to pull that up? Read it? Uh, yeah. Uh, Knack has made copies of all this stuff. Right. A dramatic spire barely rising above the tree line was the first of our great landmarks. Each side of it was once engraved with untold wisdom, but only the sheltered runes near the base have survived the ages. The plants here grow thicker as if feeding upon some gifts left by the ancient elves, the sacrifices of flesh and blood, no doubt. Right, so as you guys are approaching this kind of like a waypoint in, in the notes and along your expedition, give me a perception check. Yes, and get out all your good rolls now, if you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> yes, of course. Please roll terrible. Yay. So, Alindra, what catches your eye is amongst the ancient stone pathways here, it looks like most of them have been completely covered in moss or knocked up upright or aside by large tree roots. So this this is definitely an ancient area. The trees, you know, making it pretty difficult to see ahead in the terrain. But y- you can tell there's like stone underneath a lot of the, hi- the hills here, underneath moss. And there's, there's lots of little nooks and crannies alongside this down tree. In the treetop above you, uh, what you see, though, is a... A fruit that you remember seeing in markets when you were a young child here on Castrovel. It's an orange fruit, and it's got brilliant blue stripes down its side, kind of like watermelon stripes. Why don't you make me, anyone that has a life science, make me a roll. Uh, you can actually make this one a linder, because it's a little home field advantage. You don't remember what they're called. <laughs> it's <laughs> a six. Not going to be enough. It's like if, it's uh, like if you saw 16. a banana. It's like if you saw a banana, right. but you didn't remember what a banana was called. All right, so 16 plus eight. I would say, oh, yeah, so, Raimi, you know what it is. I would say it's more like breadfruit or something. It's like, oh, I've seen that before, but what? This is a very rare fruit on the rest of the continents. But, uh, Raimi, you know, uh, just from botany class, these are the the rare and very tart Reliurian figs. And it's one of the items that Dr. El Nuif uh, said to keep a lookout for. They are edible, and you see a number of them have fallen from the trees, so you can just pick them up. Uh, guys, uh, go ahead and grab some samples. This is one of the, of the plants on the list, and they also make for a tasty treat. Very tart. They're like super sour. Did they give us any mm-hmm. bonuses to uh, anything that we're going to need in an episode or so? True, true. You know what I'm about to say, don't you? Uh, Nack does not eat one. Make sense motive on the snacks. <laughs> sense motive on the snacks. It's the dumbest right. reoccurring joke that comes up way too often. <laughs> yeah, you, you sniff them over, they, they smell pretty good. As you guys are, are gathering these up, you hear sounds in the tree branches uh, shifting or rustling all around you. And over a dozen small reddish creatures with wispy white fur surround you, scampering through the branches uh, with small webbed arms that let them fly for a short distance. They let out a very particular uh-huh. call as they surround you, 
and start pounding the tree trunks where they stand. Nack, you recall reading a few days ago in Haukwim Zahn's notes, these are what he called dingbats. And you realize that, uh, yeah, these are, you've read about them before. They push forward a number of smaller of these creatures, and they fly down towards you. I need everyone to make a initiative roll, which we did before the game started. (laughs) All right, we are in combat as these things rush down towards you. Some of them land on the ground around you. Some of them flying in your direction. They don't get a surprise round, uh, but first at the top of the turn order is Alindra. You see these things uh, coming in your direction. So are they above my head or are they where they are in the map? Like, can I go toward them? You can. A few of them are swooping down, uh, but you can still, like, you know, slice them. They're they're only about five feet above the ground right now, and awesome. some of them have landed. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to move toward this guy right here mm-hmm. and um, use my weapon on it, and I'm also fish on attuned. All right. Make an attack roll. Yeah. That's 17 to attack. That is... Oop, that is a hit. These are very small creatures. <laughs> wow, yes. Hit <laughs> for how much damage? <laughs> for nine, but plus one because of photon attunement. So ten damage. Ten. All right. Yeah, it's not looking too good. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, you slice into it with your your laser sword. And that takes us to uh, Dross's turn. All right. So it looks like we have two of these guys on our right, two on our left. Uh, Lindra's already gone over to the guys on the right, so oh, I'm going to no. go to the one, one of the ones on the left. You're so silly. You have missed oh, the no. alpha that has flown oh. in from the north. <laughs> the giant <laughs> five of these creatures. The giant one on the map. <laughs> I'm a fool. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I'll go over to uh, one of the ones on the left, and I will take out my new curved blade and mm-hmm. uh, give, give that a, sh- a shot. And... I've never attacked these. I don't think I've ever seen these things before, so I'm going to be safe and just do a single attack for now. Well, you moved, so you will. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I always... I don't know. I'm forgetting the rules. Anyway, here we I go. I guarantee you, you'll make a single attack. <laughs> 24. Oh, boy. 24, that's a hit. Oh, boy. Minimum damage. Minimum damage roll. Uh, right, so you slash into this thing. It drops to the ground and you know clutches at its chest where you've cut it and lets out a... Uh, right in your face. Neck. Next in the turn order. Boy. Uh, can I quickly consult any of the notes we have that might talk about these creatures and some of their weaknesses or some of the ways to communicate with them? I'm going to give you a bonus on this so you can make it even unskilled. Uh, make me a life science check. Because you, or I remember in the previous episode, were the one I actually wrote this, read this note. Mm. Not quite enough. Or on the dice. That is not enough. Yeah. You know what he knew, which is they fly, they bite, they have some venom to them. You're not sure what, but. Um, I'm going to shoot the one uh, with that uh, Alindra was attacking with my azimuth laser pistol. Mm-hmm. All right. So not, not getting them first. I probably should have done that, but I didn't think I counted as a move if I looked into what they were before. Uh, nope, but it is still a hit. 11 is still a hit. Oh, nice. For three points of damage, and yeah. he's, he's still up, but he's, uh, yeah, this one is near dead that Alindra's fighting. They move in on their turn. 
and they're going to make some attacks. Uh, the big one goes up to Andis, of course, and uh, two each on Edros and Alindra. Uh, and they come in and, and go for the jugular. They try to bite you. Uh, I'm going to roll against Edros. First, what is your KAC Edros? 22. <laughs> it's so high. <laughs> All right. One of them uh, misses completely. The other pierces down and does a, a whopping three points of damage. Oh, but you know, you got to make me that fortitude save. Oh, God. Oh, no. Let's see how this goes. I mean, fortitude is my foie so hopefully I will pass this no problem. Fortitude is your fort. <laughs> I say that, but oh, gosh. I rolled a six. Oh, no. Together. DC on the, these are Kwaokariki, these sting bats. DC 11. Oh, that... <laughs> save right against him. Uh, Andis, this one's going to attack you. <laughs> doesn't even understand what exactly you are. It goes up. <laughs> it's you. I've, I've rolled the one on the dice. We're going to move on with the game. Alintra, two of them come up to, to bite at you, and it looks like they both hit. So in total, they do 11 points of damage, tearing at your skin and injecting you with this. This venom. I need you, uh, Rebecca, to make me two fortitude saves. There's one, two, six, two fail. Ooh, yeah. Oh, really high on that first one. A natural one is fail. Uh, you immediately feel yourself weakened and your muscles just slowing down. This is a dexterity type of poison. So the dexterity poison track, you immediately become sluggish. Negative two penalty to reflex saves, dex-based ability checks, attack rolls, and skill checks. Okay. As in addition to that, you gain the condition flat-footed, which is just a, a negative to your armor class, and you cannot take reactions, reaction attacks. That is the Kwaokoriki's turn, and Raimi, it's your turn. All right, Raimi is going to take aim at the alpha. Uh, the one that uh, Andis is fighting? Yes. That's a hit. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> D, uh, armor class EAC of 11. We, <laughs> I believe we found out. Eight. And All right. five. Eight points of damage. Alrighty. So, and that brings us to the bottom with uh, Andis 147. Jabert, you got this one right in front of you. Yeah, I'm going to take a five foot step back, quick draw my laser rifle, and take mm. a shot. It's almost on that. It's almost on that twenty, but that's gonna be a thirteen to hit. <laughs> that's a hit with uh, eight damage for eight. Okay. Ooh, yeah. He's not doing too well. Still in the fight, Alindra. Slowed down by this poison. I need you now to on your turn to make me another fortitude save. Think Ooh. I failed. A one the previous turn. Two this turn. Yeah, you go down on the 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 track again. Yikes. Stiffened, and you lose your dex bonus to your armor class and can't take reactions. Well, that's not that bad. That That's zero is your dex bonus. And you already couldn't take reactions because of flat-footed. So. But I should say the dexterity poison track, uh, it goes sluggish, stiffened, staggered, immobilized, and then dead. So you should probably save against this poison pretty I'll soon. I'll do my best. <laughs> pretty, pretty soon. Rebecca, okay. what do you want to do for your action? I am going to attack the one to the east of me because that's the one I attacked before, right? Yep. Yep. The one that's already been damaged. Yep. And that's a 14 to attack. 
Okay. Unfortunately, do you have... It's a negative two to your attack rolls. Uh, so that is a 12. And against uh, KAC, yeah, this thing, it, it just poisoned you and it is able to jump out of the way of your attack this turn. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let's see here. Uh, Edros, your turn. All right. Seeing that he hit one of these guys pretty easily, I will do a full attack. First attack against the one who I've already damaged, and then if that one goes down, I'll attack the other one that's trying to hit me from the side. Gotcha. So first swing with the curved blade. Let's do a 19. That's oh, a minus hit. four. That's a minus four. So 15. Still a hit. <laughs> nice. Right, cool. 16, 16 points of damage. Very much dead. Okay. Yes. Several, several shades of dead. Uh, several. <laughs> Ooh, I like your shades. <laughs> okay. Uh, second attack on the one that I haven't damaged yet. Uh, 17 minus four makes it a 13. Ooh, that's a hit. Yes! yes. 12 Ugh. points of damage to that person. Yeah, these guys these Monkey guys thing. hurt, but <laughs> they, they take a lot of damage. Or they can't take that much, rather. Uh, that brings us to Knack, your turn. Uh, I would like to get him on the one that Alindra has been attacking that uh, hasn't been downed yet. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. And I would like to shoot it with my azimuth laser pistol. Gotcha. Which is an eight to hit. That is a miss, sir. Even with your plus one kill. <laughs> oh, boy, what do you what do you roll? Three? Ooh, that's not going to do it. I'm uh, very on, depressed about this roll. <laughs> on their turn. Yeah, they're going to move in, flank around Alindra, keep attacking attacking her they both hit for nine points of damage right so that one has already been has already injected you with venom that brings us andus this one's going to attack you as well hey the natural one baby he doesn't doesn't understand he's like adding me adding me i'm his friend we're friends now (laughs) he bites your gun he's so confused he doesn't know what real life is uh, this one's <laughs> the one that you've almost cut in half. It draws his seek vengeance, and it does Ooh. it uh, for three points of damage. Uh, make me a uh, fortitude save. This this one to hit you before. Uh, please, 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 please. Twenty. No problem. Nice. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> and that goes to Ramy. Ramy, your turn. You see Alindra in trouble. Yeah, I'm gonna cast. Uh, magic missile at the one that hasn't been hit. Ooh. The one above her. Rolling a gambit. All right. I like it. Okay, it's a good call. All right. So that's uh, five, uh, eight, and ten. All right. So it is still up, but it is has taken more than half of the damage. It's not looking good from your, your magic missile attack. Andis, one, four, seven, your turn. All right. I'm going to uh, take a guarded step next to Alindra. And I'm going to try to treat her poison as a standard action. Oh, boy. With uh, whoa, your kit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I have a medical kit. So I'm just going to, so I'm just going to like pop out like a syringe of something and just like <laughs> stick her with it. <laughs> we <laughs> be like, hope this works. We so have what? antitoxins, don't we? Uh, so that's a 14 on the check. So if that beats the DC of the. Which poison, it does. It does? Okay, so then Alindra gets a plus four to her fortitude save. Yes. Ooh, that's, 
That is perfect timing because guess whose turn it is? Alindra, your turn. Roll me that right. fort safe. Here we go. So 19. Ayo, yes. that's a success. Nice. Yeah. Didn't, even need it. <sighs> Didn't even need it, but oh boy, that would have been good. <laughs> good to have. Okay, and what do you want to do on your turn? Wait, so what does that mean? I go backwards on the track? I think you go backwards one, uh, but you have saved against it and will not be taking, you know, not going down the track anymore. Okay, great. Cool. Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to attack the guy below me again. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, which has get him on it as well. Perfect. So that's a 15 to attack then. Oh, that is a hit. Yes. And 14 damage. And the the, the one that you've been uh, 15, attacking. 15 actually, because I've got photon. Oh, it's. Yeah, it's it's super dead. Yes, Sweet. it's insane amounts of dead. <laughs> awesome. Why don't we go on to Edros? Edros is going to take two big swings at the last remaining uh, spider monkey-looking thing that is attacking him. So first swing, sixteen. Uh, that is a hit. Thirteen points of damage. Uh, it's very dead. <laughs> I don't know if you gathered the the general sense of what's going on here. <laughs> Knack, your turn. Um, I would like to point to the uh, the alpha that has not done much and get it. That looks like the guy that's in charge. What? <laughs> Me? No, I'm cool. Um, and then I would like to send uh, Lindra an inspiring boost. Here's nine stamina. Don't get killed. I believe, yeah, you do both of those things. On their turn, yeah, this this one that is just crawling all over you and is trying to find a way into your armor gives up and runs away. Everyone make a perception check. Yeah, Andis, you're the one that sees it. You feel its sticky fingers pick a healing serum off your body. And it runs for the trees. Alindra, this other one runs as well. It doesn't take anything. Uh, Andis, uh, you see it take your healing serum and run up a tree and hide it in a hollow. And then just the troop kind of scampers away. You hear them screeching at one another. And they move probably like 100 feet away from you. You can kind of tell they're still in the area screeching. But it seems you've beaten them back. We are out of combat. Hooray! How how far up the tree is that hollow? Um, maybe 15, 20 feet. Like uh, a little acrobatics to, to climb up it. Oof, boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can attempt to and try and climb up the tree. Well, I mean, no. You know what? Nah. I, I, no, I'm not a virgin. No, that was, no, that was mine. I spent my money on that. I'm going to go get that thing. <laughs> okay, go for it. <laughs> He's got jetpacks. Yeah, I'm using my jet boots. I'm going to jump up real quick and just like grab the tree and just... Reach my fin- reach my hands in there. Can you hover with uh, jump jets? No, but I can jump with them. <laughs> Do they just provide a bonus? No, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, you go, you can fly thirty feet for a round. Well, I'll allow you to do this, but you still need to make an athletics or acrobatics check to hold on to the, the branch. Uh, okay. where this hollow is. All right, little, let's see what I can do. A little easier. Yeah, twelve. Yeah, so you <laughs> you look look like uh, Pooh trying to get at that honey, but uh, <laughs> you're able to throw an arm over the branch and, and throw your hand in, and you pull out uh, not only your healing serum, but three Mark II serums of what? healing. Yes! Wow. Yes! In black metallic casing. Oh, yes! That's oh, awesome. Man. Yeah, they look uh, like military grade. Good work, Mark Andis. II. 
That's awesome. Yeah, my hooray, the sandwich ever portfolio pays off for the hungry <laughs> investor. <laughs> right. So as you approach, you guys can continue on the path here. The the obelisk as you turn the corner around the trees, it stands before you a massive fifty foot base of solid stone, cross cut with an X shaped pattern as it rises into the canopy above, giving purchase along the way to climbing vines, a lot of spore producing fungi, mosses, incandescent fuchsia bromeliads, which another thing on Doctor El Nuif's list. And uh, these large drooping violet blossoms. Uh, why doesn't everyone give me a willpower save? Oh, that's what I was expecting. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Edris has a 17. Solid. Solid. Alindra and Knack, though. 10? Oof. 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 So, Alindra and Knack, both of you beat feet and, and run almost to the base of this tower, this uh, giant stone tower, you're inexorably drawn closer to it uh, as if something, you know, magical mystical is happening here. Not even looking where you're going, just stumbling along the path. Uh, are they okay? I wouldn't get too close to that thing, guys. Probably not probably not wise. Um, um can, is, there any cha- is there any way that uh, Raimi can make a mysticism check to see if there's a spell going on? It's not enough time for that, because as soon as they get close to the tower, uh, Nack and Alindra make a fortitude safe. Now that's your good one. Alindra's favorite. <laughs> hey. Right, so you guys are not paralyzed, but emerging from the undergrowth here is a massive creature. Very large plant thing, a plume of spores blasting in your face. Uh, so this creature emerges from the base of the tower. It is looks like a massive moving hill full of moss and it's got these large drooping violet flowers on it and just a couple mouths <laughs> of you know like oh. venus flytrap like teeth at oh. the top of the turn order it seems yeah just luring you in knack uh you kind of snap out of it though uh, as you see it emerge uh knack it is your turn what do you want to do you are right next to this thing what the prog get it <laughs> that's that's gonna be helpful here. Not gonna lie. Do you, do you want to move back? Do you want to take a standard action? Uh, I'm gonna try to use my new Inferno knife, which is a knife that also Ooh. on a critical has a fire element to it. So yeah, fingers, you took it from Twonus in. Yes, fingers crossed. This will do something. Oh, oh natural oh, twenty! Oh yes, oh, boy. Oh. Pushing on through. Oh my god. You take this thing as you stab it, its fuel injectors explode and fire goes everywhere on this beast. Wow. So that is a critical. So you actually, in addition, you get double damage as well. (sighs) Understand how criticals work? Okay, so roll the damage again. You rolled a five on the burn. Um, So do I need to do a d6 for critical for the burn uh, damage? No, no, no. The burn damage is its own thing. Jeez Louise. Talk about Babe Ruth and a, a combat roll. <laughs> well, yeah, it doesn't seem to take any more or less damage, but what are we rocking here? E- six. Eleven points of damage? <laughs> Jeez, putting it up on the board first. Okay. <sighs> Alindra, you're next. All right. I am going to use my solar weapon on this thing, and I am also going toward 
on attunement. That's a 25 to attack. God, that's another hit. Yes! And that's actually 14 damage because of um, my photon. Oh, right, yeah. Both of you, you, you like back to back right in front of this thing and uh, just doing all kinds of fire damage to it. It looks nearly cut in half by these two attacks. <laughs> yes! It doesn't, doesn't take any more damage from, from, from flame or fire, but still not doing good. And it's still not its turn. It, it tried to bring you in on its turn. It's Andis's turn. All right. So Andis is going to step up like this, and it's... They're doing that. They're going to pull. So you're rushing up to this thing. Well, kind of. I'm going to approach to this point, and as I'm going, I'm pulling out my incendiary grenade. Oh, jeez. Okay. And oh, dang. I'm going to target kind of... Oh, yeah, this is... This like the act. back of it? Yeah, the back of it. So yeah, back where the, the obelisk is. Yeah, the incendiary grenade has a five-foot range, so let's see if I can hit it. I'm uh, not going to make a comment about how we're in like a nature preserve and we're about to burn it down. Well, <laughs> everyone, well, everyone do flame damage on your turn. Well, then everyone, your flame doge goat. <laughs> then, then nature should stop attacking us. <laughs> Fair point. All oh, right. That is a yep. That's a hit exactly where you want it yes! to. So it needs right. to make its reflex save. Let's see how plants do on reflex. Not great. I've rolled an eight. It has a plus six bonus, so it has made... Wait, wow. are, is your reflex... Is it 13? Oh, oh no, I haven't updated this since I leveled up. So, yeah, this would be actually a 14. So I think it still makes it. Yeah, so it, half damage. So it only takes a couple points, but... Boy, that's still hurting. All right, it is its turn. It <laughs> looks at you guys, and... Oh, boy, I've got two people that did a whole bunch of damage. Whoa, Nack, obviously the most dangerous... <laughs> Of customers, it's gonna try and I'll bite your head off. Right, so that is a hit. Fourteen on the dice. It does. Oh, not too much. Not too much. Eleven points of damage. It chomps down on you, trying to pull you into its massive plant-like ah! mouth. Ah! Serrated, sharpened teeth like bone. That's that's all it's got though. It's only wanted to do that one attack and eat you. I draw. It's your turn. Oh my gosh. Uh, I hope I can live up to the damage that they have put out, but I'm going to rush in as well, side by side with uh, Alindra, and I've already got the curved blade out, so that's what we're going to stick with. Okay. And I have a theme going here of everyone doing fire damage, but yeah, go ahead and break that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have a flame doge, Co? Yeah, he yeah. does, but he doesn't want to play with us. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but when I hear my GM says this thing doesn't take any additional damage from fire, then I go, okay, not going to use fire. I don't believe him, but it's it's just fun thematic. Go ahead and roll me that attack. All right. 18. 19 with get him. 19 with get him. That is a hit. Yes. 12. 12 points of damage to you. Alrighty. It is really not doing great. Uh, Raimi, bottom of the order. Uh, he's just looking at the thing and cast magic missile. Booyah! Just gonna so finish it off. Uh, five, nine, uh, twelve. It had exactly twelve <laughs> points left. <laughs> We're gonna combat. Drunk you, you plant monster. Yes! Seriously! I can't believe we did the exact amount of damage in one turn. Yes. That's amazing. Shortest <laughs> combat. Ugh. 
maybe in the history oh, of the show. Man. This thing just got ripped apart. Prunk, yes. Uh, right. So after the fight, uh, it is almost nighttime. You realize it's going to take some time to investigate this obelisk because there are like vines grown all over the base of it. But you can see through some of them, there's, there's some, some maybe ancient runes carved into the stone here. Do you guys want to make camp here? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think we should. Uh, I think we should take some time to study this a little bit more. Yeah. You can take a, a look around. Uh, so as you're setting about going on first watch, Ramy, as you settle down, Wick uh, on your arm perks up and says, "Ramy, this is impossible. But I have access to Infosphere protocols. We are receiving a transmission." All right. Play it. It is a voice recording only. It is a digital voice, uh, not not a real voice, but like almost like a computer's voice you hear through Wick's speaker, and it's not one you've heard in many years. It says, I... I hacked a satellite. I will only have short transmissions. Raimi, it is I, Kandari. I picked up some transmissions from Absalom. I needed to find you and tell you. To be continued! Next week... On Cosmic Crits. That's fun. <sighs> oh, hey guys, uh, I got you, I got you a present. You want to know what it is? Was that yeah. what? Level four, everyone. What? <laughs> Already? Yeah, baby. <laughs> I wanted to rush through some of these fights because you were close. That's <laughs> oh yes, dude, right. this is huge. So that's we're gonna have a, a big show next week as we get up to level four. You are fifty. XP, I believe, over level four. Yes! A uh, little, little excitement for as we continue our Eucalam expedition. Maybe you level up survival. Who knows? Um, <laughs> we'll, I might we'll put see. a few points in survival. I might. Uh, yes! But you guys got some homework to do before next week, and we'll figure out what's going on with this obelisk. But yeah. <laughs> until then, thank you, everyone, thank for, you. for playing with me. And we'll say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. Crit bit commencing in three. Two, one, crit bit initiated. All right, so we have been getting some inquiries about the uh, backgrounds of our characters. So I'm really excited to to share Raimi's backstory uh, as as I originally wrote it. When Quinn Industries and Dar Enterprises Inc. merged in a multi-billion cred deal that took nearly a decade to complete. The paperwork required an arranged marriage between Ramino Quinn, the prodigal son, and DeAndre Dar, the socialite heiress. What started as a political union quickly blossomed into an honest, loving relationship, and the product of the, that those two produced was Ramy Quinn Dar, the scion of the Quinn Dar conglomerate. Ramy was raised in the high towers of Versailles, in the tranquility of the regulated zone of the tidally locked planet. Trained by the best AI teachers money could buy, the boy was privately schooled and sheltered from the extremes outside his home. A piloting prodigy, his parents thought the excitement of learning to fly would keep the boy's rambunctious nature quelled. 
Though when the stars emerged through the constant twilight, a young Remy felt their call to him, as each one contained a piece of his soul he sought to collect. When Remy was a young man, while still being groomed to take over the conglomerate, he spent his free time combing the infosphere and taking secret lessons from an online persona he knew only as Kendori. By day, he practiced business and played at caring about ship racing. Meanwhile, his mentor taught him the way of technomancy. While his parents may have attempted to shelter him, there was nowhere he couldn't go when the world was quite literally at his fingertips. Young, idealistic, and full of naivete, he accidentally uncovered a deadly secret. Through various backdoors on the company's server, Raimi discovered that Quindar Conglomerate was funding an illegal research colony outside the Pact World jurisdiction. Given the secret nature of the colony, it was never officially on the map. Unfortunately, the process his family's company put into place failed horribly, resulting in an accident that wiped out the entire colony. Hundreds of families, thousands of people, died. All removed from record as if they never existed, the entire colony scorched by Quindar, leaving no trace behind. Remy tried to in alert investigative reporters in the Versailles media, but his family had eyes and ears in most facets of the Ring of Nations. As a result, the articles were censored and the reporters killed for good measure. Every attempt he made to leak the information to the right people resulted in their mysterious deaths until Remy decided to take matters into his own hands. Hacking into every media feed, he created a pirate signal airing every shred of evidence, indicting not only his family, but the elite, among them some of Versi's most influential politicians in this atrocity. Remy foolhardily blasted the information on the sphere in a vid recording with his face. Exiled by his family, a hefty bounty was then placed on his head on Versi that follows him to this day. Remy knew he'd have to flee Versi's. He exhaustively erased any and all records of Remy Quindar, forged a new ID with only his first name, and left Versi's behind him. Or so he thought at the time. Cut from the wealth of his now former life, Remy began to take work as a data broker, making drift runs in a small ship, teaching himself the ins and outs of working black and gray markets. He found freedom in the loss of his name and status, and became an invaluable source to the undergrounds and less savory sorts across the galaxy. Though he found himself dealing with smugglers and pirates quite frequently, Remy felt little care about the petty, less-than-legal activities many of them committed. To him, most of these sorts were merely regular folk getting by, thumbing their nose at authority, a fact that tickled him greatly. An up-and-coming smuggler, a human named Lyanna Givon, who more than once provided Remy help in a tight spot, became a regular partner of his. Their partnership, while business at first, quickly grew into something more. As they grew close, Remy felt his focus on exposing corporate lies and interstellar espionage become clouded, and he turned his attention more to matters of the heart. Lena harbored a secret of her own. She was one of the few deep undercover agents peppered throughout the galaxy by his family's people, who still tirelessly thirsted for retribution. She waited until there was absolute certainty that Remy was, indeed, the wanted Remy Quindar. Regardless of how she might actually feel about him, she had a mission, and she would carry it to completion. Her bin time paid off when Randy shared in confidence who he truly was. Before the story's final sentence was completed, she was upon him, laser pistol to his temple. The Quindar conglomerate would like a word with you, she said. You're coming with me. Preferably alive, but they weren't particularly picky on how your body ended up back on Versailles. Through sheer luck and a quick bit of thinking, 
Raimi managed to escape, ditching his own ship and disappearing into the ether. He took smaller jobs from there, keeping his head down, working alone, and doing side jobs for the Starfinders. Raimi refused to call the work of any partner since then, and invasively looked up information and secrets on every single person who he absolutely had to deal with, deeply mining every ship, hand, guard, and droid to keep the same mistake from happening again. His contacts and some old friends are trying to get him to put together a team for a special assignment. And friends are something Raimi needs right now more than ever, because he knows Lyanna isn't the only agent out there. So I hope you enjoyed this little tidbit of Raimi's story. Thanks for listening to this little cryptic on Raimi Quindar, and can't wait to hear you guys next week. 